This week, my guest is Chris Tarn, an expert in using Facebook Messenger bots. Stats show high engagement rates for companies using chatbots compared to email. We chat about how to set up a Facebook Messenger bot and how to use it for relationship building, marketing and customer service. Welcome to episode 216 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This is the podcast for ideas and inspiration on marketing your business and growing your business and for discussing topics on all things finance. I'm Roger Edwards, a marketing guy and keynote speaker from Edinburgh. Talk to me if you want to cut the BS and the complexity from your marketing strategy. Hello and welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thank you, thank you, as always, for downloading or streaming the show. I really do appreciate you taking the time to plugging me and my guests into your earphones. Can I ask you a favour? And I don't ask this favour very often. If you like listening to the Marketing and Finance podcast, I would love it if you'd leave me a review on iTunes. This helps with my traffic, it helps with my reach, it helps with social media. So please head over to rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes, click that link and please leave me an honest review. I really would appreciate it. So let's talk Facebook Messenger bots. Let's get straight into that interview with Chris right here on the Marketing and Finance podcast. Chris, welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Oh my God, thanks for having me. Chris, you're a long way away from me, aren't you? Now, I'm in Edinburgh as always. Tell me, where are we Zooming each other from? Oh my gosh, you are so far away. I'm in Mexico City at the moment. Wow, wow. And I'm sure, I'm sure. We're having a bit of a heat wave here in the UK at the moment, but I imagine it's even hotter there in Mexico City. <laughs> yeah, shut it. How is it a heat wave in Edinburgh? If, if, if you live in Mexico, a heat wave is when you get... 45 degrees Celsius. <laughs> well, wow. I think it's actually only 26 here today. So I think that's that's, pro- <laughs> that's winter for us. That's winter. That's winter. Chris, you run a company called Chris Media. We're going to talk today about the amazingly titled bots, um, maybe Facebook Messenger bots in particular and, and bots in general. But before we get into that, before we get into how you can use bots in your marketing and your customer service, Give the listeners of the Marketing and Finance podcast a little bit of background about yourself, where you came from, where you're going, how your career developed, and basically what makes Chris Tan tick. Sure. I mean, if you couldn't tell by my accent, I'm not originally from Mexico, neither am I from the UK, neither am I from the US. I'm originally from Singapore, and uh, my background has always been in marketing. I used to work for the largest ad agency back in Singapore, okay. um, DDB Singapore, and this was like, uh, I've been doing that for like seven years, almost eight years. And then I've always felt like I was an entrepreneur, you know, like, you know, I was one of those kids who would sell football cards, one of those kids who would, you know, screen print T-shirts to sell in in, back in school and just to make some extra money. Right. I was always that kid. And so when I started working for the advertising agency, I always felt like this is something that I kind of like to do, but not what I want to do for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I love marketing. I love advertising, but the the old way of doing, you know, print ads and video ads, uh, TV ads, you know, radio ads. I didn't quite gel with that thought. Like I felt like that was really like the traditional way it used to work. It doesn't work quite well these days. And so I decided to leave the ad agency to start my own business. So I started my first business. Um, it has nothing to do with marketing. I started a, a small little startup back in Singapore. It was like health and fitness related. It failed 
<laughs> as always, like the first business, you know, you have no idea what you're doing. You jump right in, you, you pray to God that it works out. And you're like, you know, at least for me, I thought like I had a marketing background and I, you know, I knew stuff. I knew things like email marketing. I knew things like PPC. I thought I was cool, you know. And so when I started my startup, I thought I was going to rock it. Um, it failed after a year and I gave up and I started a second startup. You know, I, I kind of in the startup world, they call it they call it like, you know, you, you just kind of change around. You just kind of change the idea, the concept. So I did just that um, and that failed as well. <laughs> so first time failed, second time failed. That was pretty miserable because I was, you know, I was doing quite well in my career back in advertising and then suddenly to to be confronted, you know, with two failures as an entrepreneur and as a marketer, right? Because my background was in marketing. You would think that I would be able to market whatever product I'll, I'll be selling, right? Mm. Didn't quite work out that way. So I started doing freelance marketing work because that was all I knew. So I started doing like social media marketing as a, as a freelancer. I started working with, with clients and... Then I just kind of one day kind of heard about this thing called Facebook Messenger marketing. And at first I was like, ah, you know, it's just another new marketing, new new shiny object out there. Um, but let's go check it out. And what really caught my eye was the fact that in comparison to email marketing, because I know Roger, you know, I know you do email marketing as well. You have an email list and everything. Yeah. Likewise, I, I do have an email list because, you know, everyone says when you start a new business, you want to grow your list, right? Grow your list, grow your list. And so I was very focused on growing my email list and, you know, running different things like contests and, and virtual summits and all that stuff to grow my list. But the problem was actually getting that list to engage with me mm. and buy my stuff, to open my email, to read it and to click it, right? And so when I heard about Facebook Messenger marketing at that time, it was about like a year ago, I was blown away. I was blown away by the stats. I was blown away by the engagement that I would get. So, you know, when you send out an email, you don't ever expect people to reply, even though you say, you know, hit reply and I will personally answer it. No one ever does that, right? Yeah. But here's the thing with, with Facebook Messenger marketing, I started realizing that, oh my gosh, you know, people were replying, they were interacting with my chatbot, they were, you know, answering the questions that I, I was asking. And so I just dive right into it and I'll say, you know what, I don't want to do social media management anymore. I want to focus down on this thing because I love it so much. That's all I could think about. And so since then, I, I kind of just moved away from social media management in general and just kind of focus now only on messenger marketing. And and a huge part of that right now is Facebook messenger marketing only because it is the largest platform right now for you know mess mess uh, messages. Mm -hmm. However, like I'm just I just cannot wait for for Facebook to allow us to build chatbots instead of Instagram, WhatsApp. You know, there's like a lot of possibilities out there with chatbots and it's just not just Facebook Messenger. But today we're going to talk about Facebook Messenger and I'm excited. So yeah, that's kind of pretty much, you know, uh, my, my entire background and just like whoosh, a few minutes. Interestingly, you use the word engagement there and I want to pick up on something you said as well about when you worked for an agency. Now, obviously putting together ad campaigns and you've said obviously traditional marketing methods are probably not as relevant in the digital world as they used to be. Interestingly enough, I was I was speaking at a conference in London two weeks ago and I actually there was about 350 people in this room and I started off by saying right I want everybody in this room to put their hands up if they find marketing really annoying I'll ask you what percentage of the audience put their hands up you know what if they are not marketers I would say 80% would put their hands up 80% of the room put their hands yeah. up, absolutely spot on. And then the trick was, of course, 
The 20% that hadn't put their hands up, I actually asked the second question, put your hand up in the room if you work in marketing, and that was the other 20%. <laughs> I think that one of the, the, the great things about the digital world we live in at the moment is we've got all these great tools. It doesn't matter whether it's video or Facebook uh, messenger bots, which we're going to come on to, or Twitter, social media, whatever it might be. We've now got the ability to communicate with people in an easier and, and cheaper way than we've ever in the history of marketing the history of advertising but so much of it is annoying so much of it is intrusive and and people don't like they don't like being interrupted by um, tv advertising when they're watching game of thrones or or the sopranos or whatever it is they don't want pop-ups littering their computer screen every five seconds if they're trying to read a newspaper article but all of this technology if we are if we aren't careful can annoy I say enrage our customers, and I have this little um, this little catchphrase which I use in presentations I use on this podcast is you've got to engage, not enrage. And the fact that you've used the word engage with reference to Facebook messenger bots is intriguing. And I think we should maybe explore that a bit more. Is that why do you think you said that the the amount of people replying to your Facebook messenger bots and the and the questions and that and the and the messages that you've sent out is a lot higher than email. Is it because it's a more engaging platform or is it because you're communicating in a more engaging way than perhaps you were with email? I think it's kind of a mixture of both. I mean, if we look at Facebook Messenger or any messaging apps, you know, in general, mm-hmm. it's the platform is just ripe for conversations, isn't it? Like mm. you are on Facebook Messenger, you're talking to your friends, you're talking to, you know, your lover, <laughs> you're talking to even businesses, right? And so there's this whole expectation that things are meant to be more conversational, yeah. right? Short sentences, um, yes, no, this is how I feel. I reply you, I, I tap some buttons. There's this whole expectation there with email marketing, with with bannerets and all that stuff. You know, there isn't this, this whole conversation thing going on. And you know what's funny, Roger, as you were talking about how the non-marketers, they feel like, oh my God, you know, marketing is so spammy and all that stuff. In fact, that is one of the biggest problems that, um, or one of the biggest obstacles that I face when I talk to people about Facebook Messenger bots, right? You would think that for a platform that encourages conversations, um, it's supposed to be spam free, right? But yeah. you know, like we all say, marketers ruin everything they <laughs> <Yes>. touch, right? <laughs> and so a lot of marketers, especially the ones who are not, you know, really trained in this marketing channel, they latched onto this, oh my God, new Facebook Messenger marketing. Awesome. Let's do it. And they start spamming people, right? So they start spamming their subscribers. They send them, you know, sales messages, buy my stuff, sign up for my financial service, this and that. And here's the thing. It's all about relationship marketing. I know we're not talking about that, but you know, relationship marketing is so important regardless of whatever marketing channel you are using. It's all about building that know, like, and trust factor. Nobody wants to buy from you from the get-go. If they don't know who you are, if they don't like you, they don't trust you, right? And so that's the biggest problem that a lot of people you know, they, they face when they subscribe to a chatbot and eventually start receiving all these spammy messages multiple times a day or even a week. And so here's my, my PSA, guys. Please don't do that. If you decide to adopt, you know, Facebook Messenger marketing or even whatever new marketing channels out there, right? Even email marketing. You don't want to go straight on with buy my stuff. My stuff is great for you. Buy my stuff. No, no one is ever going to resonate with that message. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great platform for conversations. And here's a little tip. Like you must remember that this is not email marketing. 
So the way that we used to write for emails are like long and an entire story. You know, I basically just vomit out my entire week's <laughs> worth of, <laughs> of, you know, whatever. And I say, hey, click on this link now to buy it, right? It's not email marketing. So typically in every message that you receive, you know, inside of Facebook Messenger, it's like, you know, maximum a couple of lines. And then you ask a question or you say, click the button you know, to get the next message or something like that, right? So you basically want them to click the button or type something or, you know, just interact with your chatbot before you go on to the next message, right? So instead of this whole long thing, no one's ever going to read that. So yeah. Uh, I know quite a lot of people in the marketing industry, as you would expect, having worked in it for so long. And I've heard a lot of people say that the response rates they've been getting from Facebook Messenger has been really, really high. Now, I think you really, you'd be very, very lucky with an email that you would get probably twenty to twenty-five percent of the of the emails that you send out are probably opened, and maybe if you're incredibly lucky, between two and five percent of the ones that opened may actually follow the call to action and click on something. But I believe that Facebook Messenger is the response rates and the and, and the engagement rates are a lot higher than that. Absolutely. It's in fact, one of the things that, you know, first attract marketers and business owners to explore this new marketing channel, you know, the high open rates and click through rates. But as we know, with every new marketing channel, eventually the rates do drop, right? You know, you cannot expect Facebook Messenger marketing or any other messenger marketing channels to consistently give you high open rates, you know, throughout the years. Eventually people get used to this, this platform it's going to be just like email marketing, right? When email marketing first came out, everyone, you open every single email, right? It's like, oh my God, an email, you know, wow, who sent me this email? Nowadays, it's like, oh my God, who sent me another email? So, you know, the, the rates are definitely going to drop, you know, as, as years go by. But what really gets me with Facebook Messenger marketing more so than the open rates and the click-through rates is the fact that this is the only marketing channel at the moment that allows you to have one-on-one -on -one conversation with your subscriber at scale. Right. No other marketing channel allow you to do that. All right. You you can't have a conversation with someone using email. You can't have a conversation with someone using a banner ad. You can't have a conversation with someone on Instagram. I mean, yeah, you can, but it really takes a lot of time. This allows you to do that at scale, which basically helps you to scale up your business, right? So it is the only platform right now that allows you to do that. So I would prefer if marketers and business owners focus on the fact that this is the only channel that allows you to have one-on-one -on -one relationships with your customers as compared to all oh, the high open rates and high click-through rates. It's a very interesting concept. And I think probably what we should do is, is actually just tell people who are listening to the podcast exactly what a messenger bot is. Now, as I said to you before we hit record, Chris, um, this podcast is a UK-based marketing podcast, mainly aimed at people in the financial services industry, although I'm widening out my um, audience uh, um, on a day-to-day -day basis now. But it's mainly financial services people in the UK. And I was racking my brains, and I genuinely can't think of any company, not even a big financial services provider like a Viva or a, or a financial advisor firm, a small financial advisor. I can't think of anybody using Facebook Messenger bots. And and maybe there's a, there's a preconception of as, as to what a bot is, you know, it's this this incredibly scary piece of of um, a, um, artificial intelligence like Skynet sitting there having this <laughs> conversation with you. But let, let, let's be honest, a chat bot is, is is just like a whole series of decision trees, isn't it? So you ask a question, and there'll be some logic in the background that says, if the answer is yes, then 
print this. If the answer's no, then print that, and then go to whatever it is. Is that is that? Am I right in that, or is it a little bit more more um, sophisticated than that? It's so funny because you know, especially for you know, if you've got US listeners, they like to compare chatbots with the bots that they heard on the news about Russia using bots to you know influence the politics, and so people get really afraid when they hear of bots. I also get a lot of marketers when they hear the word bots, they're like, "Oh my gosh, what is this new technology thing that I don't know how to code? I, I shouldn't even be touching it." But it's so far off from that. So essentially, chatbots in general, it's just an automated messaging system, right? With pre-entered messages mm -hmm. that answers whatever questions that your, you know, the person might be asking. So they're already like predetermined answers. Now there are chatbots that use AI, artificial intelligence, to answer more complicated questions. There are chatbots that don't use AI. Um, so it's really much dependent on whatever the chatbot builder has entered into the chatbot. Now, if we talk about Facebook Messenger chatbot, it's basically the chatbot lives inside of Facebook Messenger on mm. your Facebook business page. But essentially what it really is, is just automation done really well, right? And of course, there's also a mix of human um, interaction. So I know you mentioned that in the U in the UK, there, there isn't like any huge financial services offering, um, you know, chatbots, you know, using chatbots for, to, uh, you know, offer better customer service for their customers. So that's interesting because in the US, there are a couple of examples of banks offering uh, you know, using chatbots to to offer customer service. I know back home in Singapore, there's a huge bank. It's like the largest bank. They use chatbots as well, mixed with human interaction. Mm -hmm. So you know, you can either pick to speak to a human, you know, customer uh, agent, or yeah. just use the chatbot and get everything sorted out. So I mean, there are pros and cons to both. Um, for like the banks who use chatbots, whether is it on their website or on their Facebook page, it's great because it helps to just kind of answer those questions really fast. You know, the, the, the most common questions, the frequently asked questions like, what's your opening hours? You know, um, how do I open a new account? All those kind of stuff. Those are questions that people ask all the time. So it's really easy to, uh, you know, just have those pre-populated, the answers, and you can have those, you know, chatbots just answering those questions 24 seven. But there are things that are a little bit more complicated, like, you know, my bank card got stolen while well, I'm overseas. Can you please you know, block my card, whatever, and all that stuff. So usually the people prefer to talk to human beings for those. So, you know, banks do use chatbots mixed with a human interaction uh, for that. Now, like things like Aviva and all that, you know, a, a few examples that chatbots can be great for brands like Aviva, you know, like an insurance coat, like a car insurance coat, right? And a lot of websites, a lot of financial services, they ask you to fill in a form, right? Mm -hmm. on, on your website, hey, enter this, your name, your email, enter whatever, right? And send, like, you know, click send, and then you'll receive an email. Now, you can do it way faster, you know, using automation to just give them the code there and there, right? Inside of the chatbot itself, whether it's on Facebook or just on the website chatbot. So just kind of a few ideas over there to just kind of spark some, you know, ideas in your head as you're listening. Um, there are a lot of use cases uh, for chatbots, for financial services, and and those are just a few of them. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, again, going back to the, the fact that it's, it's a great it's a great big decision tree. One of the things that annoys me about a lot of companies, not just financial services companies, is when you phone them up. You know, you'll pick up the phone, and like I I was trying to renew my car insurance a few weeks back, so I pick up the phone, dial the number, and of course it rings and rings, and then you get the automated voice. I think it's called an IVR, isn't it? And it says it. 
if you are phoning for a <laughs> quote, press one. If you are making a claim, press two. If you are etc. etc. It gives you about one to six options. And then you'll press two because you want to make a claim or you press one if you want a quote. And then you'll be given... If you have a new policy, then press one. If you have an existing policy, press, you know, and it goes on and on and on. And I just start to get really cross because it takes ages to hear all these options. And then you'll, well, I want to speak to somebody. And then they'll give you, oh, that'll be option 10. And you've got to listen to all of them. And then you, so you pr- press 10 and then you hang on for 25 minutes. And then finally, finally, somebody answers the phone and you can get on with what you wanted to do. Now you can, you're effectively reproducing the same sort of thing aren't you with a with a chatbot but it's instantaneous as opposed to it taking the 35 seconds or the 40 seconds it is for the human voice to read out all the options oh yeah exactly and and here's another thing like a lot of a lot of people i know they have you know an entire team of customer support agents right whether it's in the uk or they're based in i don't know the philippines but here's the thing you might have an entire team of customer support you know waiting there for calls you know to, to you know, pick up calls and all that stuff but every single agent usually attends to three or four people at the same yeah. time right so like every time i ask a question i gotta wait a minute or two before you reply me now you add up all those minutes because I'm probably going to have five questions to ask, right? Like you're going to ask me what, what my name is. I'm going to reply. You're going to ask me like, you know, whatever verification code I'm going to reply. The entire conversation is going to take at least 10 minutes for me to finally get whatever I want done. Right. And so with a chatbot, you know, it's so much faster, you know, it's just like back and forth, back and forth instantaneously. And so that's one of the key benefits for financial services to just get a chatbot already. Yeah, I think it's surprising that nobody has done this yet because, as I say, I, it is one of the most infuriating things going on a phone and, and going through the IVR process is so annoying. And and this being so much more instantaneous, I can see how it can be much more engaging. And, and as long as there's still the option at some point to be transferred to a real human, then I, I can see the benefits of this. And, and if somebody does want to be transform to a uh, a real human do they actually is that then somebody sat there typing in in real time a proper person typing in answers or would they be invited to phone or what, what's the handoff process in the in the messenger bot here's the thing about you know chatbots like i said you can actually have an option to speak to a human being and i think it really boils down to the company as well some companies you know that I work with, they'll, they'll say in a message like, okay, you want to speak to a human, we'll respond to you within the next 24 hours, right? Some companies have stuff sitting there ready to answer your questions. So maybe they do have someone who's kind of watching the Facebook Messenger inbox in case someone wants to speak to, to a human being. Um, you know, there might be an option to just call, mm. right? So uh, there are multiple options you can do within the chatbot itself. So that's the great thing about it, isn't it? It's just, it can be really well suited to whatever your current business operations is. So let's explore how you would go about setting one of these things up then, Chris. Um, we, we've talked about big companies like Aviva and Royal London. Let, let's not let's not think about big companies like that. They've got millions of pounds they can spend money on, on, <laughs> on, on, uh, on developing. I'm, I'm thinking about a smallish, uh, medium-sized, maybe financial advisor business. Um, how, how would they go about setting up a, uh, a messenger bot service which would enhance the customer experience that people have with them? Yeah, this is my favorite part. So let's talk about this. So like I said earlier, you know, a lot of people assume they have to learn how to code in order to create a chatbot, whether it's a Facebook Messenger chatbot or just a chatbot, you know, in general. Now, you don't have to learn how to code 
to create a Facebook Messenger chatbot because it's just kind of like how you don't have to learn how to code to send emails out to people. There are programs that exist that basically helps you to easily just kind of type your emails and then hit send and it goes out. Very similarly, there are programs out there, there are tools out there that help you to create Facebook Messenger chatbots without you learning how to code. And so my favorite tool that I use personally with all my clients is called ManyChat, like a lot of them, like ManyChat. And it's great tool that you can, you know, go check it out, sign up for their free trial and just kind of play around with it. Um, it's, but before, you know, you even just dive right in and, and create your first chatbot, I would highly recommend that if you are, you know, in the financial services, go check out other, you know, financial services who actually have a chatbot right now and see what they're doing with their chatbot, right? With their Facebook Messenger chatbot, because you cannot build something if you don't know how it works, right? You cannot build something if you don't know if whatever you're building is even good in the first place, if it even if it's even beneficial for your for your audience, right? And so what I like to do with my clients is that we have a four-step process that I would love to share with your audience. And, and you guys can just take this four-step process and just, you know, use it for your own chatbot. Now, before we even begin the four-step process, I know, Roger, you and, you and I talked about this, right? Like before you even jump into any marketing channel, you want to make sure that you even know why you are using this marketing channel. Like what's your goal? Like, you know, what's the whole overall marketing strategy? Because while Facebook Messenger marketing is awesome, you know, I love it. It is not the only marketing strategy that you should have. So how does this play into your overall marketing strategy? What are you using this for? Is it for better customer service? Is it for more leads? Is it to close, you know, convert more customers? You kind of want to figure out what your goal is before you even start building. So once you kind of figure out what your goal is, the first thing you want to do, step number one, is to grow your list. Just like email marketing, Facebook Messenger marketing cannot work if you don't have any subscribers on your list, right? So if you only have got two people on your subscriber list, you're only talking to two people. <laughs> so you want to constantly grow your list. And one of the great things that I like to do with my clients um, is create quizzes. So I love using quizzes inside of Facebook Messenger. And there are so many financial services quizzes that you can possibly create, you know, like what kind of saver are you <laughs> what kind of whatever right i don't know i mean there are so many quizzes out there just kind of think about why people like it they love interaction they love knowing exactly what kind of vampire they are what kind of pizza they are you know what i mean like everyone loves those kind of quizzes right and so using those kind of quizzes and contests inside of facebook messenger and and giving away you know your articles is a great way to grow your list now once you grow your list in step two, you want to engage your list. You want to build that know, like, and trust factor. So a lot of people skip this step, right? They grow their list and then they start selling. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to do that. It's really bad. You want to engage them. You want to ask questions. You want to qualify them, right? Because there's nothing better than knowing exactly who they are. And, and here's the thing, Roger, I didn't mention this, but one of the best things about Facebook Messenger is the, the fact that we can easily tag these people as they answer questions. So now I not just know, I don't just know your name and your email and possibly where you're from. You know, now I know exactly, you know, what you like and don't like, what's your political views, what's your, you know, favorite dress and all that your size and all that stuff i ask questions you answer and as you answer i tag them so as you are engaging these people you're you're sending them things you're asking them questions you're getting surveys and all that stuff you are finding out more and more about your subscribers and then we move on to step three so once you're done engaging them you're building that know like and trust factor it is time to pitch your service right because a lot of people they, they don't want to pitch now 
don't skip step two to jump straight into step three. So here you want to, you know, people don't realize you can actually sell inside of Facebook Messenger chatbot. So you can have buttons that bring them directly to a PayPal page or accept payment directly inside of Facebook Messenger. And, you know, Roger, I'm not sure you heard about this, but Facebook is coming out with their new cryptocurrency next year, the Libra. So that's going to change a lot of things, mm. you know. So, you know, whether or not Libra becomes really successful, we don't know yet. But that means that a lot of people might start using the Libra cryptocurrency inside of Facebook Messenger itself to buy stuff and, you know, whatever, right? So your financial services, they might use Libra to pay for it or register right now, use credit card inside of Facebook Messenger. And then step four, you know, once someone has bought your stuff or even if they didn't buy your stuff, you want to constantly re-engage them inside of Facebook Messenger, just like how you, you know, with email marketing or any other marketing channels. So, you know, Roger, you and I, we have been in this marketing space for a really long time. So, you know, that four-step process sounds, it might sound a little familiar um, and it is, it should be, right? Because, you know, the marketing principle for every marketing channel should not differ, but the way that we execute it inside of the individual marketing channel uh, is a little bit different. Yeah, and I guess you can you can do what you've said. You can build yourself a list, and and I I have experimented with many chat myself, um, mm -hmm. but as 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 most of my customers are from the financial services um, industry in the UK, actually getting them to use a chat but is is pretty is pretty difficult. So I'm still more on email than I am uh, um, on many chat, but that's beside the point. But you could you you could do that. You could build a list. You could start engaging with people, um, uh, use quizzes, like you've said, to create that relationship. And then later, once they've got to know you and got to like you and to trust you enough, that's when you can start asking them if they'd like to buy your stuff. But you you could just use a chatbot, as we discussed before, as a customer service tool, couldn't you? And presumably people, oh, yeah. people don't have to sign up for that. They just go along, like we we said before, on an Aviva website, perhaps, and said, I need a, I need a car insurance quote, type, type, type. And they will just go in there. And that would be a slightly different approach, but it's still using the same sort of technology. Exactly, exactly. So if your company, you know, you're not struggling with getting leads, you're not struggling with anything like that, you just basically want to offer better customer support, faster customer support, then yeah, for sure. You know, chatbots are great for that. The fact that you can, you know, answer anyone's question 24-7 automatically, that's an amazing tool. So yeah, if you're looking just to, you know, improve your customer support, then I would definitely consider Facebook Messenger chatbots or any chatbots in general. I think it just to sort of bring us right back to some of the things we were starting, we said at the beginning about marketing being annoying in the view of quite a lot of people. And and funnily enough, the last episode of this podcast, which went out two weeks ago, I actually had a week off last week. the the head The headline of that particular show was do marketers ruin everything they touch? And I think you even used that phrase earlier on um, as you were describing some of the things that marketers do. And and the conclusion that I came into that in that episode is when a new piece of technology like this appears, like like uh, Facebook Messenger bots or, or um, live video, whatever it might be, the first thing you think about isn't how can I use this to bombard people with sales messages? You should think, how can I use this to help my customer. And of course, you've got to know who your customer is and you've got to know what their needs are and you've got to build a product to meet their needs. But in the forefront of your mind, if you want to be engaging, if you want to be engaging and you don't want to enrage people, then you should be thinking about how can I use this technology to help not to bombard. So Chris, as we start to come to the end of our conversation, what would be the one thing that you would like the listeners of the Marketing and Finance podcast to take away from your experience to date? It doesn't need to 
be about Facebook Messenger. It could be from your days in agency. It could be anything to do with marketing. I think one of the biggest takeaways that I've, you know, I have for you guys is you want to market where your audience is, right? So if, you know, every business, we've got different target audience, we've got different people we're talking to. Now, you want to make sure that wherever you're marketing, you are marketing exactly where they're hanging out. So if your target audience, they are a little bit older and richer, then you want to be on LinkedIn, for example, for lead generation, right? Yeah. Maybe don't be on, you know, maybe forget Instagram for a little a little while. So I would definitely do that approach. And and why I say that is also because, you know, a lot of a lot of people, I mean, because I'm a Facebook Messenger marketer, a lot of people Sometimes they say, oh, you know, Facebook, I'm not on it or, you know, I don't want to focus too much on it. I'm doing whatever, LinkedIn marketing. And then I say, but your audience are very, they're very, very likely to be on Facebook, right? So it doesn't matter where you are hanging out. It's where your audience, you're hanging out, right? Because, you know, I don't care if you are on Facebook or not, but if your audience are on Facebook scrolling their newsfeed, they are interacting with their friends, you know, on Facebook Messenger, then why are you not on there? Right. So, I mean, that's my biggest tip for all marketers and business owners out there who are marketing in different places or, you know, they're thinking of all these different new marketing channels. You know, as much as I would love everyone to do Facebook Messenger marketing, just before you begin, just first ask yourself, are they on, are they using Facebook Messenger? Are, are you know, are they on, on Facebook? You know, if they are like a really, really old audience, like they are probably in their 60s or 70s, then, mm, you know, maybe not, you know, um, but if you're in the 30s and 40s and 50s, oh, hell yeah, they are definitely on Facebook. And again, it comes right back to what my own personal definition of marketing is a deep, almost obsessive understanding of your customer. And if you have that deep, almost obsessive understanding of your customer, then you're going to know where they're going to be hanging out because you'll know all about them. Let's wrap up, Chris, with a couple of little bit more lighthearted, a little bit more fun questions. Give me an example of a marketing campaign, or it could be a product that's caught your attention for being beautifully simple, even if it was from a competitor. Tell us what it was and what you liked about it. Wow, you're putting me on the spot now. I've got to think. You know what? I, I can only think about this this brand that I used to work with when I was back in the ad agency, um, Volkswagen. You know, I, I don't know. It's just like this random, like this. the first thing when you ask me, what is the most beautifully executed thing? I think like that brand, whatever marketing channels they touch, they're always on brand. They know their, like they know what to say because they know exactly who their target audience is. They create beautiful ads, you know, even though they're traditional ads, I got to say they are beautiful. Um, It's an overall really good branding as well. So it's just, I mean, that's the first brand that came to mind. And at the other end of the scale, can you give us an example of marketing madness, something stupidly complicated or needlessly bloated or badly executed? Let me just say I am not a big fan of bro marketing in general. Um, Have you ever heard of this term bro marketing? No, I haven't actually. Yeah. So bro marketing basically refers to a lot of the, a lot of marketers out there, they use you know, tactics like check out this one strategy that got me to $1 million in one week. That kind of stuff, right? Using flashy cars and Lamborghinis to sell their products and services. That is very typical of bro marketing. Um, I'm not a fan of that kind of marketing. For me, that it just screams fake, right? Someone renting a, a, a jet just to stand in front of it, take a photo shoot and, you know, claim success. Um, not a fan of that. So for me, that is just like the total opposite of whatever Volkswagen is that I just talked about. Um, and I just, <laughs> I, I just don't like that kind of marketing strategy. No. I, I like, yeah, I like being in you know, authentic relationship marketing, um, you know, being honest, 
uh, not having to use flashy cars and, and flashy houses to sell a product or misleading people to believe that you can become a millionaire after you buy this product or service. I mean, that is like, it, that's not possible, right? I mean, that's just, you're just selling this false dream. And, and unfortunately, a lot of marketers, famous marketers out there do that. And I don't like that. Chris, it's been great to talk to you today. Thank you so much for coming on the show all the way from Mexico City. Just before you go, please tell me, how can people who are listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast connect with you? Sure. I would love to invite you to, you know, go to my website, chrismedia.com. Just kind of find out more about Facebook Messenger Marketing. I've got a free training on my website, uh, the agency website. So go watch that. It's going to help you a lot. There are a lot of things I could not cover in this very short session that I explain a little bit more in that free training. But I also have a podcast. Um, it's called Hack Your Online Business. So if you are, you know, you run your financial service business online or you're thinking about creating an online business, then you might find this podcast interesting because I interview successful online entrepreneurs who run their businesses entirely online and they're really successful. And I get to, I interview them about their stories, their strategies and all that. And of course, if you want to connect with me on social media, I'm everywhere um, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at this is Chris Tan. I've also got a YouTube channel um, that you can go and find if you just search Chris Tan. So yeah, I know like I've got a lot of places where you can go. That's because I, I create a lot of content. So, you know, I'm pretty much like on podcasts, on YouTube, on social media. So yeah, you can find me anywhere you want. I will include the links to some of those, perhaps not all of them, <laughs> because it would double the length of the page. But I shall include the links to some of those in the show notes for this podcast, which you can find at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash M-A-F. That's rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash M-A-F. Chris, thanks for your time. Thanks for coming on the show. Really enjoyed talking to you. I usually say to people, we must meet up and have a coffee or a beer unless somebody invites me over to Mexico City to speak it's unlikely we'll be able to meet up but if you do find yourself in the UK please do give me a shout you know I will thank you so much Roger it's such a pleasure to come on your podcast and talk to you thanks for listening to the marketing and finance podcast do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF for links to the apps and topics and books we discussed If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Simply visit rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes and leave a review. I'll catch you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business.